Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is Carter Peterson. And this is Ben Redder Peterson. And this is Peterson on Pattinson. The place you can find the latest news and reviews of Robert Pattinson. Our own personal <laughs> Sprite bottle full of acid. Yes. Yeah. Last week we talked about Good Time. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best films of the decade. Good time. Yeah. Real good time. Yeah. So good. Shout out yeah. to Robert Pattinson worldwide. Absolutely. Laura, Kristen. Laura and Kristen, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Shout out to Engineer John. Engineer, Engineer John. John, yep. Yeah, you know. Shout out. <laughs> we forgot to say it last time. We did. Yeah, we, we forgot did. it on the episode. Shout yeah. out to my guy John. Uh yeah, he he hooked us up by doing all the remote stuff which I could not figure out cuz I'm a dummy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so this week we're back. We're back in West Seattle. Yep. Where are we I recording? Mean, we were recording in West Seattle as well last week, but <laughs> oh like yeah, four John. Blocks away. <laughs> yeah, that's also in West Seattle. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, what are we gonna do this week? We're talking about Lost City of Z. Mm-hmm. Lost Gray. Yeah. Who? Is directing Ad Astra, yes. which comes out right. later this year, which I think has really good reviews so far. Like can, early buzz, can a lot I of early buzz. Say something about that, really yeah, quick. Please do. See, uh, I uh, didn't have that much much interest in Ad Astra until I watched this movie, and yeah. I am bummed that I did not see this movie in the theater. Yeah, yep. we did see this, uh, Carter and I. Yeah. Saw it in the theater, and it's yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rewatching um, it, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, so yeah, James Gray doing Ad Astra. This movie produced by executive produced by Brad Pitt. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And it's a Plan B jammer. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, you Plan know, Brad. like uh, Brad's got his tendrils out there. Yeah, he's a he's regular like Danny DeVito. If you look up Plan B's, yeah, he is. Yeah. You know about that? Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Exactly. Matilda. Exactly. Get Shorty. Yeah. Amazing. Reno 911. Really? Yeah. Well, that's great. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. yeah. Better better executive producer, Brad Pitt or Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Yeah. Uh, that's what... I, personally, I think Brad Pitt, but I think that, like, if you're going off impact of film, it's kind of hard to beat Pulp Fiction and, like, I don't know. Brad Pitt produced The Departed. Brad Pitt produced uh, Killing Them Softly. I was just going to say that one. And yeah, Jesse James, Assassination of, of Jesse James. I mean, James. that like assassination. Howard Robert Ford. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's just, the one. Just clarifying. Assassination of Jesse James, like automatically just gets him my vote. Right. But, you know. Yeah, think, exactly. You know, yeah. The amount of people who have seen Pulp Fiction and have had that movie like impact the, the way they watch movies is a lot higher than Jesse James. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's a bummer. No, uh, it also came out in 1994, which is the same year Hoop Dreams came out. And mm, I will fight anybody who tries to say that Hoop Dreams is not the best film in 1994 or even the 1990s. What year did American Movie come out? 99. Oh, oh right. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Duh. yeah. Also one right. of my favorite films. Right. Of the is Hoop yeah. Dreams better? Ooh. I, Ho- Hoop Dreams is my favorite movie, period. Whoa. I love American movie, definitely up there. But yeah. So this is I, a pretty good yeah. Robert Pattinson podcast. Who's in who's in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Phoebe Gates. And Judge Reinhold. And Sean Penn. 
and you're guessing all the wrong ones. Come on, uh, the guy who plays Damone, Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, sure. What's she in? Good time. She's in Good Time. <laughs> With who plays? She plays like the exact same character. I feel like <laughs> just she's just, just like an aged, aged version aged of up. that character. Yeah, pretty good. Robert Pattinson podcast. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like minute twenty right now. <laughs> I know. Does anyone oh listening God. remember what movie we're talking about in this episode? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, wait. Lost City of Z. Yes. Yeah. We're on Lost City of Z. Before oh, we get wait. into this movie, we should take a little vacation to Sandals Resort. Ugh. I got to tell you, I did not share any of the sandal yeah. Male Is with y'all. Stuff? Yeah. She killed it this oh, week. Okay. Absolutely killed it. Uh, so yeah, Sandal, our friend, she sends in a mail each week and kind of talks about the previous week's episode, does some corrections or just additional facts that we may have missed. A little clarification on the farm that the brothers were going to. When they are leaving the alley after ditching the masks used in the robbery, Connie has an exchange with Nick about how he couldn't have done it without him. And Nick responds that he's cold. Connie says, let's get to Virginia, the location of the farm. Gotcha. Then when Nick is talking to the grandmother from jail, he says that Connie is taking him to a farm where he can do whatever he wants, which proves that Connie loves him. Iggy Pop actually made a music video, The Pure and the Damned, that shows Connie and Nick on the farm having not such a great time. So that is the farm that they're talking about going to is in a music video that Iggy Pop did. So now think back, like it actually just adds layers to that whole... Like, how weird is that? Uh, more. A little trivia, says Sandal. The part of the bail bondsman was originally cast with the actor Eric Roberts. He, oh, yeah. He came in and he filmed both scenes. After looking at the footage, the Safties decided it just didn't feel right, and they recast with the actual bail bondsman and his wife. Oh, wow. I do love yeah. Eric Roberts, but that yeah. is probably yeah. correct. I yeah. think they probably made the right move there. Yep, yep. Uh, there's another little fact here. There's actually several, so I'm just skipping forward a little bit. Uh, they were shooting days were sometimes 16 hours long, and Josh Safdie mentioned that everyone complained loudly during the shoot, except Rob, who never complained once. And there's actually a photo that I'm going to link where uh, Rob is napping in a wire cage that was actually the dog's cage from Good Time. And so I found that Mufasa. photo. Mufasa. Yeah. The dog. The dog. Yeah. The dog. Uh, yep. And then here's another one. My favorite quote from the movie is Connie talking to the girl in the car right before he breaks into Adventureland. Yep. There's the quote. I think something very important is happening and it's deeply Deeply connected connected to my my purpose. purpose. And I think that you are somehow connected to it as well. Yeah. That's right before he then says, and I want to go take a shit in this guy's house. But like, (laughs) yeah. And I think you're deeply connected to it as well. 
here you go. Here's, here's another sandal banger. Believe it or not, this is a quote taken from the first email that Rob sent to the Safties after he saw the picture that started him contacting the Safties. Oh my God. That line, you're deeply connected to my purpose, Rob sent to the Safties. That's amazing. How crazy is that? And it is the, like the best line in the movie. Oh, sure. And the <laughs> foresight of that. Yeah. My mind is blown. Yeah. Crazy. Like the number of roles he probably is able to have for just having been in things like Good Time. Yep. Yeah. Oh, like Batman. Yeah. Tenet. Yeah. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So Sandal, I feel like she knocked it out of the park this week. Yeah, 100. Uh, last week, you made a joke about what are Sandals fans called? <laughs> Feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandal says, uh, I would prefer to call them footies, not feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, thanks, Ben. Smiley face. Done. Thank you, Sandal. She's the best. Ah. Uh. That was yeah. a nice little vacation. I love it. Ooh. I love it. You think we should talk about Lost City of Z? Please. Yeah. Uh, so this is the story of Percival Fawcett, who uh, it starts in uh, the early 1900s in Ireland. He's doing some uh, military training. And uh, after the train, we see this uh, training session where he, he hunts down this deer with like a huge group of uh, soldiers and he's leading this charge. And we find out that he's going to go on an expedition to the Amazon, or Amazonia, I think is how they keep referring to it. Yep. And uh, it's kind of after that point, It's I thought it was going to be like an adventure movie. I did not know that this was a real person. Yep. Uh, from that point, you find out that they are basically heading into like certain death. And uh, they go down this uh, lake on a raft or sorry, a river. They go down this river on a raft and they, they're losing all their supplies and all their men. And then he comes home a hero. They find, they make a discovery. Uh, he comes back a hero. However, he never, he finds out that there might be this city that's all gold and maize, I think is how they described yep, it. Um, and he is obsessed because they had found some uh, ceramics, some ancient ceramics in the woods. And they were like, okay, people have lived here for a very long time. Yep. Goes back to England. He's a hero. However, there's still skeptics who think that there's no way that like the white man isn't the most uh, like accomplished civilization of all time. That they weren't the first. Uh, so he has tries to convince them that yes, there's a reason to go back. He enlists the help of a, a general. I can't remember what uh, Angus McFadden. What was his character? A general or something? He's another explorer kind of thing. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. He had been on an expedition to the South Pole. Yes, or North Pole. I don't know. One of the poles, and had come back from that. And so he was also like kind of a hero explorer. Yeah. Okay, high, high, yeah. definitely a higher ranking guy yeah. with like a lot more sway. Yeah, I, I I just remember the Charlie Hunnam. So Charlie Hunnam plays Percival Fawcett. Uh, Robert Pattinson plays his like sidekick Henry Coston. Yep, the cartographer. Uh, yeah, he is uh, phenomenal in this. I loved him. Yeah, yep. a lot. I uh, was watching this with my wife and saying like, 
wow, he's so good in this. And she didn't say anything. And I was like, don't you, you don't think he's good? And she's like, you say that every time we watch a movie. <laughs> every time. There's no point in responding anymore. You always just say that. Which is funny because, yeah. Um, it's true, though. It's always true. It is true. And I, like, especially watching this movie, realized, like, I, my thoughts about him have changed so much in the last, like, year like watching all these movies. Uh, and this is a movie that I really wish I had seen on a big screen. Yeah. Anyway, back to the synopsis. Uh, he makes a few more trips to the jungle that are uh, fairly unsuccessful. His wife is at home uh, in England waiting for him. His son, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man. Spider uh, in this movie? Yeah. This movie has <laughs> Senator Palpatine. Yep. Yes. It has Batman. Yeah. yeah. Robert oh, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I, I was like, is Christian Bale in this? It's like, <laughs> oh, right. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, as Spider-Man, as Batman, yeah. as Senator Palpatine, and, as, uh, and a Black Panther. <laughs> and as Harry Potter's uh, adoptive brother, Dudley. Uh, is that the guy who throws a blood? He's not the old guy. Not the old guy. Does the young one. Hands. Okay. The young one. Okay. Who's you. like really on him, you know? Okay, I got you. Yep. Uh, I know who that is. Uh, who was the guy who threw up blood? Do you remember that part? Yeah. Like pushing that raft. Uh, I think it's also the guy who... Oh, uh, the one in World War One. There's who, gas. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Don't yeah. go to the gas. Right. And then, huh? No, no, no. Right. Not that yep. guy. Um, He's a cool guy. Yeah, I was uh, very bummed when he, when he passed yeah. in the movie. I, I was very... Uh, I, this is my first time seeing this. I yeah. was very scared that uh, Costin was going to die. And yeah. I, I was trying to think... Are there any movies in which, outside of Remember Me, spoiler right. alert, yeah, in which, <laughs> in which Rob's character dies? That yeah. we're sure yeah, we just had we had a streak yeah. at one point. There were like five in a row. Damsel. Cedric Diggory, damsel, he kills himself. Duh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cosmopolis, we think. Um, maybe. Hold on. Kind of there, there, hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, the rover. Yeah. Oh, um. Does he die in maps? No. No, no. He just sort of disappears. Life? No, no. Well, I mean, I there's a Chiron at I the forgot, end. I it's forgot. like, hey, he yeah. died in like. <laughs> I, I forgot what I forgot what movie life was. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there were a few. There are a few. <laughs> I forgot what movie life yeah. was. Is probably something most people who've seen that yeah. would have said. Yeah. No, I know. I always yeah. see that title, and I'm like, what movie is this? Yeah. yeah. We hope it has in the middle of the show. Just a <laughs> yeah. gathering storm in the background. Yeah. Set the mood. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, Percival Fawcett comes back from uh, his second expedition. He goes to, he fights in World War I. Uh, I don't think they were calling it one yet. No. <laughs> the Great War. The war to end all wars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all, there's that great line, but, you know. They always do that in movies where it's like, you know, the hindsight is twenty twenty or whatever. And they always have the need to put in those lines. But there's the one like, oh, hopefully this doesn't last too long. Right. You know, hopefully it's not that bad. It's yeah. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> World War One looks brutal. Yeah. Like there there are days with like six hundred plus thousand people dying, just like daily. Those the the French it's crazy. The, yeah, that on, French yeah. trench warfare. I mean, on the Somme. Woo. The Somme was a big yeah. one, which yeah. is where this movie uh, yeah. took place. Yeah. Uh, the World War One sequence. Yeah. yeah. The World War One sequence in this movie is so intense. I like I like the charge out of 
the out of the uh the trench in the World War One sequence. I might like the charge out of the trench in Wonder Woman better. It's pretty good when okay. she comes running. It's the same scene, yeah, right? I mean, it's, all, it's yeah. a lot more yeah. like uh, yeah. victorious. It's got that like, yeah, when she comes out, when Rob and those guys she, come like, out, they just get the, slaughtered. Yeah, yeah. She deflects the tank's yeah. shell or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. They got anyway. annihilated. <laughs> yeah. that, it they was, got destroyed. The like the first people to come out of the trench died getting yeah. out of the trench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That whole war was just like that, pretty Jeez. much. And yeah. on the gas. There's always the And then the gas. Yeah. So in... in <laughs> and the artillery. That, it didn't show much artillery, but yeah. I think there was a lot more of that going on than... Uh, so in this, in this invasion or attack, uh, yep. he succumbs to some chlorine gas. Yep. He's temporarily blinded. He's told that he'll never get to, uh, to go to the jungle again, at, at which point he sort of... Uh, reconnects with his son, played by Tom Holland, who yep. was also, I, I love him as Spider-Man. I've sure. not really seen him act outside of that. I th yeah. He was excellent. He's yeah. really good. I, yeah. The scenes, like, later on. So uh, his son had not really uh, been thrilled about him going on these adventures. He eventually is, like, reconnects with his dad. They become buds again. Kind of, like, learns what his dad does and decides, like, hey, I'm going to get these people to interview you to kind of, like, re-spark this uh, idea that you could go back in the jungle and I'm going to make you take me with me, take me with you. Something that his mom, uh, Sienna Miller, who plays wife in this, uh, maybe my only, like, bummer part is that she just didn't have enough to do. Totally. Yeah. Yep. There uh, are a few, like, pretty good scenes of them, like, arguing, though. Oh, but, she, but totally, yeah. I think the the scenes that we get are like it was like an appetizer for like I just I like I wanted like a main course from her. Right. Like I yeah. just like yeah. it was yeah. I thought she was yeah. great. Um, so they wind up going to the jungle again. Uh, in real life, he just disappeared. Right. So nobody. I don't think we actually know what happened to him. But they, there's a ceremony in which they drink some kind of potion, and then they're just kind of carried away. He and his son. By uh by natives, um. At which point, uh, we don't really know what happened to them, and then we have a scene with uh his wife at the end, uh, claiming that someone came from Brazil, I think, and had uh one of his um like uh, one of his belongings with him, the compass. Yeah, and saying that uh, hey, can we send more people out? Turns out they sent hundreds of people in real life to search for them, and they they never turned up. I think, like, coming off this hot streak we've had lately with, like, you know, I mean, of course, Good Time is, like, one of my favorite movies ever, but also, like, Childhood of a Leader and Damsel and stuff like that fairly recently. Like, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to rank this movie just because I do like it so much, but we've we've also had such a hot streak that, yeah, you know, it's just hard to compare. At mm -hmm. this point, it's really hard to compare these movies. Harry, Harry Melling yep. is Dudley who he is in the the scene in the Royal Geological Society yes. where they're meeting. And it's very, it's, it's, you know, I don't know if everything in England works this way, where anytime someone presents or speaks to parliament yep. or you're presenting a paper and some research, everyone just yells at you and is like, yeah. get fucked. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is up? The whole like 
Yeah, he finds some shards in the yeah. the old guy. Pots and pans! Which is also which is also so ridiculous. Like, that scene is great. It's but, so good. Like, it's so funny that he's saying, like, this is antiquities. You know, these are ancient artifacts. And, like, the guy starts yelling pots and pans. But, like, that's literally what antiquities are. Those Greek right. artifacts are literally just, like, pots and pans. Yes. I yeah, it's no different. I mean, I mean, I think the point is like, yeah, it's oh, you, useless, you found, it's dumb, you like, found some pottery. Yeah, 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 you didn't find a building. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just funny that like that is literally yeah. what antiquities. Right. Like. Charlie Hunnam has a great line in that when they start yelling pots and pans, he just goes, "Settle down, children." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Love so that scene. Have so you good. watched any of the current debates with, with Boris? in uh england yeah the the dude in parliament that's like order order (laughs) who's that dude (laughs) like why didn't they have that dude in this because like i have watched so much more coverage since i discovered that guy keep it down order order I love not, it. I have not watched any of it. Oh, really? Going to watch that. Have you not heard it? No. Have you not seen? I oh, haven't. it's so good. Okay. I'll also link to that in the yes. episode. Yeah, so you can. Uh, can yeah. we also say, going back to Pots and Pans? Yeah. That's my favorite line in the movie Toy Soldiers. Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah. Is that the rated R one? It is rated R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. It's a bunch of kids at a private school and uh, some terrorists come. And they take the whole school hostage. It's Wait. like Sean Astin. Okay, no, that is not yeah. the movie I thought it was. I thought it was literally one about like toys that come alive and like it's a yeah. Toy. Oh, toys. The no. are you talking about small soldiers or small soldiers? Small soldiers was, is awesome. I'm talking about yeah. small soldiers. Yeah. Toys is also awesome, but in a way different way. Yeah, but toys, toys soldiers. the Pixar movie. No, uh, Toy toys Story? is uh, Barry oh. Levinson. Robin Williams, Joan Cusack, LL Cool J. Oh, LL Cool J. Uh, really weird. Like, huh. yeah, you should seek that out. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Not uh, a typical Robin Williams thing. Sorry. Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's been a while. Hasn't it been like 12 years or something? No. Oh, no. It was, uh, no. It was August 2014. I was on tour. I, I remember where we were driving. Like, I will not forget. Yeah. Five years. Yeah, five years. Okay. Um, David Bowie. Does he five years. Does he have a song called Five Years or an album? <laughs> it's the opening of uh, Valerian, I think. Five years. Anyway, we watched so, uh, Last Temptation recently. He's in that. Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. That oh, was pretty good. Christ oh. with. We can get two Willem Dafoe, we who's in The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson. Bam. Read my mind. Oh my God! Great. This is such a good Robert Pattinson yeah. podcast. We always find a way to get back to him. Oh, yeah. We could have called this Six Degrees of Robert Pattinson, and it would not have been far off Yeah, what this podcast is. Yeah. Maybe we could do a Kevin Bacon one and call it that. Six Degrees of Robert Pattinson, and we just trace him to Kevin Bacon. No, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. We, if we do a, a Kevin Bacon spinoff. Oh, as a, okay. As a vegan, are you okay doing Kevin Bacon? Kevin. <laughs> No, I hate it. Uh, I hate it. As a vegan, how did you mm-hmm. feel about uh, some of the food in this movie? Uh, the talking the of- people when he ate people. Yeah. So that that scene when they were at the 
cannibal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There is there is a shot where they're in a tent and there's clearly cannibals because they have a spit and there's yeah, a yeah. human yeah. Yeah. roasting over the fire. And they explain that uh, the person died naturally and they want his spirit in yep. them. So yep. it's, you know, yeah. like a spiritual thing and yeah. they're just... Uh, it's their and so, system. Yeah. So they're in a tent and then... Uh, someone comes over and offers Charlie Hunnam, Percival, uh, some food. And he's like, oh, yeah, great. Bring it on. And Rob's head just like pivots over and like the look on his face, the look on. Yeah, he was he was not stoked. Speaking of Robin food in this movie. I yeah. absolutely love the scene when uh, the guy makes the little concoction yeah. and then throws it in the water and it's oh. like some tranquilizer for the fish and he yep. just picks one up. Yep. W- yeah. Like all these fish float up and he picks up one fish and then all the other ones after a few seconds swim away. And yeah, they just have this weird tranquilizer remedy that they've made and yep. that was so awesome. Did you think about that in the ending? Like is that, I felt like that's what they drank and they're going to go drown them. And then they're going to eat. They're going to spit. Like put them oh, in spit. that was my thing. I didn't. They yeah. say something to you, they, like the same thing yeah. about the soul. They do say we need to find a place for their soul. Yeah. I I got like weird. Did y'all get vibes of other movies? Like it, like it's hard not to. Um, I mean, I have a big one. Yeah, which comes early. Herzog. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- Fitz Corraldo. Like yeah. a one hundred percent. The dude at the opera house is just like full on. Oh god, I wasn't even thinking. He about has that. the white, the all white suit and everything. Like I was thinking he's of the Kinski, uh, uh, Aguirre. Yeah, god, yeah, sorry, yeah. I could not think of no, this. but the other one. Yeah, like totally. the dude in that opera house is just straight up Fitzgerald. Though that opera scene is rad. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. that the way that okay the set design in this movie it's like they were like we have like seven sets we need to make let's make all of them the best set we've ever made yeah there's that argument when they're in their bedroom and the wallpaper on the wall and like the painting that's hanging that was a stunning shot but then the opera scene that's in the jungle yeah i thought it was him having a flashback to something like in an actual opera house right and then they showed that scene like they enter the opera and it's just outside yeah that was amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. Uh, here's, here's a quote from our guy, James Gray. Okay. David Lean, he's describing the film. David Lean, but with a slightly more hallucinogenic feel because Fawcett went to the jungle and sort of went mad. I just hope it's not my Fitzcarraldo. Hmm. James okay. Gray. Yep. So he, you know, it's not like this is lost on him yeah i feel I mean like. if you're going with that it's very like heart of darkness or apocalypse now also yep. right? yeah exactly yes that is exactly i got i got kind of also the french you know how it's just so weird in apocalypse now when they stumble on the french plantation which is only in, in like certain movie. cuts yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's the director like it wasn't in the theatrical yeah. the it's french the stuff. second one right yeah okay yeah I think uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The opera thing felt a little apocalypse now to me. Uh, it's funny that you say that because I have a Francis Ford Coppola tidbit. Lay it on me. Uh, when Francis Ford Coppola was going to go make Apocalypse Now, he called Roger Corman and asked if he had any advice. And Roger Corman <laughs> said, don't go. 
James Gray, when he was going to make The Lost City of Z, called Francis Ford Coppola and said, hey, I'm going to film in the jungle. Do you have any advice? Francis Ford Coppola said, don't go. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I bet not having Brando on the set probably helped significantly. Yeah. God, having a Brando. script. Yeah. Having, having an actual book. Whoa. Which this movie financially did not do well. Yeah. Like it's it, unfortunate. It, yeah. yeah. It, it uh, grossed 19 million against a $30 million budget. The budget was only $30 million. I know. That's pretty crazy. Like million. this movie looks expensive. Yep. Oh, yep. every single dollar is on that screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess a lot of these actors are probably, you know, they weren't paying Brad Pitt money for these guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, at, at the at that point, like honestly, is Robert Pattinson the biggest name, bigger than Charlie? I would say. I mean, yeah, I don't really know what else Charlie Hunnam has done. And Tom Holland hadn't been in anything. Yeah, Tom. Sienna Holland Miller. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine. That's sure. You know. Yeah, paying. but he probably only has like. I, I call what? him Senator. I'm calling uh, the prequel. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love democracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he only has like two scenes. You know, something like that, two or three. The Emperor? Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh he's got the red hair in the first scenes, and then he's got gray hair all, in the later like, scenes. I really loved all of the age makeup in this movie. Like it was uh, all yes. so subtle, but like I, just perfectly, you know, you always got the timeline just from how they looked, and it was so subtle. The, Tom Holland goes from like 12 to 30 in this movie. And yeah. he's got that mustache. I know. Oh, he looks yeah. so good. Yeah. He looks great with that mustache. I've never thought he looked attractive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like he's this, a high school kid. Yeah. Was that a real mustache? I I, I like to think tell. it is. I, I could like not to... tell if it was or not. They do a Superman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they might have painted that on. Like, but it probably, great. but yeah. Yeah. The age makeup in this movie, so good. Like Charlie Hunnam towards the end of it looks very haggard and it yeah. also looks like they did not do much makeup. Oh, I like it looks really natural. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, lines in his face yeah. like become more and more distinct. Totally. And it's all uh, it feels like you see right. is just like extra lines in his face. It yep. doesn't feel like they did yeah. they did the same thing. Like, I'm not sure how old Sienna Miller is supposed to be in that final scene. But I had to look up because I don't really have a sense for who she is or what she's from. So I had to look it up. And she was like 34 when she filmed this. Yeah. And they make her look 60? Yeah. yeah. I was just gonna or say. something. Yep. But seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and so I wasn't sure, like, oh, is she like 45 and they're just kind of de-aging her a little bit and then up-aging her a little? No, no. They just aged her a yeah. lot. Like. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, I think the production value of this movie is just like across the board incredible. Yeah. Like everything is good. The music is so good. It adds like, it's like very subtle when it's adding tension. It's like never taking over a scene except for the opera stuff. Uh, it's just like, it's such good background to what's happening and what you're looking at. Uh, the scenes where uh, they're just basically facing like a wall of spears being thrown at them yeah those scenes are terrifying the scene when um when charlie and tom holland are running 
So it's so it's the father and son. Yeah. That had like it's it's heartbreaking, but it also when they come up over the hill, it is Indiana Jones. It's totally. that scene, yeah, yeah. the yeah. scene in Indy when he runs over the hill and he goes to the plane. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's literally that scene. It ends differently. Yeah. But a little bit. It's oh. that it's that scene. Uh yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. That was there were a couple of those like references. Yeah. yeah I totally I also thought speaking to not really, you know. Sienna Miller's character not having much to do, and she's just there to like advance the Fawcett storyline. Yep. Yeah, there was something weird in the flashbacks where there were a lot of points where he flashed back, you know, as he was facing challenges in the jungle, mm-hmm. and he would flash back to his wife and the kids a little bit, but largely to Sienna Miller, and then. At the end, they do the thing where there's kind of flash forward, flash back stuff in that last scene mm-hmm. with Sienna Miller. And then there's the the huge mirror. I loved that. And I it mean, the looks, la- it's the last shot of the movie. It's the last shot of the movie. And it looks oh. like she's walking into the jungle. Yeah. Yes. But it's also preceded by some foreshadowing, weird cutting back and forth. And it like I got Kubricky vibes out of that where there's almost like weird ass like 2001 thing going on with like birth rebirth jungle stuff a lesser filmmaker would not have done that as well as james gray did right because it's super seamless yeah we don't have to go to it right now but do y'all have a pretty good sense of where you think this movie is on your i do power ranking i i'm not sure i it's it's like you said earlier yeah. it's really yeah. hard to place them now yeah i mean it used to just be almost like is this better than twilight yeah, like, yeah. and now it's like man is this better than damsel is this better than childhood of a leader is this better than like I, you have to weigh yeah. that that's hard yeah, yeah. childhood of a right. leader was my big like yeah i yeah i'm they still are kind, kind of, of going they are similar I, I think i think like going into this movie i was like does this ending beat Childhood of a Leader? Oof. Because I, I just like watching this movie in theaters, really like the one big thing I remembered is how much I love that ending. I saw It Chapter 2 recently, yes. and it is a movie that um, one of the characters is a writer who cannot write endings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, actually, I've watched a lot of like spoiler reviews just because I'm not going to see it. And then it, they talk about how he can't write endings for the entire movie it probably comes up three to five times and the ending is so bad so bad the last 45 minutes of the movie are nonsense and i think i hated it i think but have you read the book a good ending what's that he writes a good ending though it's just a happy ending like it's i don't i don't like it i'm and Yes, he winds up writing an ending that all of his friends, I think, are fine or whatever. Like, it's just not. Oh God, there's too many things played for laughs in that. It's movie. It's so That's meta. Like, and that this, is just so steep. Like, ugh. yeah, this movie has a super subtle ending. You don't. You honestly like at the very end when they break out the compass because uh, yeah. when they're in the royal society. So the reason the compass comes up is when he's leaving for the second, when he's leaving for the third trip, the final trip, he meets with the Royal Society 
who he's pissed off because he had this encounter with the other explorer uh, on a previous expedition. So he had resigned, but then the society gets him back because John D. Rockefeller's funding his trip and there's yeah. just all this like kind of stuff. But anyway, he meets with a guy from the Geographical Society and he says, do you see this compass? I will send this compass to you if I find the lost city of Z and decide not to come home. And then in the last scene of the movie, the very last scene with Sienna Miller, she shows the compass to that guy and says, yeah, this was sent to me from Brazil and I was supposed to show it to you or something. I'm like, like in that moment, like you have the same doubts that he does, right? Like, yeah, I, walked out of the room for that i like i did not oh. see that f- first bit oh really oh yeah i was uh i was i was like making dinner yeah and like i had to run out and i was like i just didn't pause it the, yeah you I, didn't I have totally the compass and you gave there's, him the compass there's, oh, there's, oh i saw the compass yeah. at the end that's why i didn't oh, write it was. gotcha gotcha right. that's when gotcha. i was telling there's you there's actually a thing that actually tie you know i don't know if that makes it better or worse yeah uh you know where you know that like the compass actually plays a role he it comes out and he says he's going to send it back oh. if he stays. Yeah. I like so. this movie even more now. <laughs> yeah. And for it's real, amazing. Like that ending like, is so amazing. That's an incredibly yeah. well done open ending. Yeah. And one thing with uh, Rob, Rob, earlier in the film, you talked about the scene with the fish. Uh, these guys suffer when they are in the jungle. <laughs> yes. They suffer, all of them. That scene with Rob and that, He's just like got that gash, fa- gash that, on that his face. thing. And at some point, uh, Fawcett's like, you should put some cream on that. Or said grease. <laughs> yeah, you should put, put some, some grease, grease on, on that. that. And it's just like, just this bit. And he's constantly picking at it. And Rob looks terrible and amazing in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He looks so great. He's maybe more haggard than in good time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. In scenes, yeah. yeah. Like he's he's having a rough go. That scene right after they meet, uh, they meet uh, on the ship. And, right. Uh, Fawcett meets Costin. Is that right. His name in right. His, uh, they meet uh, like a week after they've been on the ship for like a week. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Why have you waited so long?" He's like, "I had to see if you had like the you know the guts to do this or whatever." Yes. And so, uh, but then there's they're like in a car with like a bunch of other people, and somebody has a dog, and the yeah. dog keeps like like batting at Bob's shoulder right. and the way he's just like, just leave me alone. Like, <laughs> like, like it happens like three times where he just like pushes away a little bit and then they cut and he's just like, just get, get the dog away from me, please. It's amazing. It's one of my I, favorite scenes in the movie. I also like that in that, in that opening scene, Rob comes into the room and he's going to like confront uh, Fawcett or at least you know and Fawcett like because he sneaks up on him uh, Fawcett grabs Rob and just like puts him on his ass puts yeah. him on the floor yeah. and the Doesn't guy's he hold like the gun up? yeah he yeah like, yeah, yeah. Undo him. right and yeah. and uh, but the the great thing is like Rob is like oh I wanted to make sure if you were tough enough and it's like he just got fucking his ass handed to him by this guy yeah. and he's all drunk yeah he's yep. drunk through the first you know good chunk of the of the movie oh uh so sorry that scene with the dog is on a train yeah and because and i remember that because uh 
there is a transition where uh, Fawcett is pouring out his booze and right. they show the trickle of it going into the, like about to go in the drain. And then it, it like transitions into an actual train and it matches the movement. And like, even yeah. like the, it's so well done. Yeah. It's like a great edit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I caught it and I'm going to go rewatch oh, it. Oh, it's, it's one of my favorite things in the movie. It's like, yeah. I noticed how good the editing was with yeah. stuff like that. There's another scene like a few minutes later when they've just started the expedition and they're uh, like traversing like up a hill and it fades slowly into another hill and just the way that they match. Uh, it, it's so well done. Yeah. Uh, I Shout out to the editor. Yeah. Shout out. Um, shout out to, wait. Uh, oh, Edited by John Axelrad and Lee Haugen. Shout out Haugen Axelrad. Uh in that first expedition, yeah, when uh Fitzcarraldo gives them the uh like slave Native American, yep, uh, yep, tr- like you know Native Native Brazilian, they called them Indians the entire yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Wait, yeah. You know, I mean yeah. that right. is like, yeah, time period correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole like the na- the Native American telling him about the lost city of Z. Like mm-hmm. that whole sequence I thought was so amazing. And I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but like watching it this time, I kind of feel like that guy was kind of just like talking out of his ass and just like getting him to believe this shit. The- and he told like Charlie Hunnam just he- hears that instantly and is just like, this is my entire life, right? Yep. This is going to be everything I do for the rest of my life. And I think that dude was just like saying some random shit to like make fun of him pretty much. And yeah. And then he runs it's, away. And then he, and then it's the, so amazing. Oh, his line, <laughs> he got us here. Yeah. yeah and he's exactly. just like so in awesome. that in that entire scene, yeah. he's just like in the water, he's pushing the raft and like his head's down and he's totally just like speaking under his breath. Like, yep. yep. It's amazing. Yeah. They're pushing the, cause the water level had yeah. dropped. So they yeah. had to push the boat over the water. Yeah. That's so, so good. Uh, so uh, when the, there's a part, where they're attacked on both sides, just air yeah. or spears just coming at them, coming yep. at them. Yep. And uh, somebody gets pushed into the water with Fawcett. I don't even know what character that was, but they get eaten by piranhas. Oh, right, yeah. right. Which is terrifying. And yep. uh, they finally make it back onto the raft. And all you hear is somebody sobbing. They never cut to that person. You just hear it. You're like seeing Fawcett. And then the cut is to the slave smiling. <laughs> Like like a so uh, like a yeah. it's, it's it's obviously so later on, but yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, I totally get what you mean by like he was just talking shit, yeah. right? Like it, like people don't yeah. come back, like he's just telling a ghost story, yeah, totally, right? It was oh that so well done, and yeah, yeah, that dude getting the arrow in the throat and then just like oh, it, that yeah, because awesome. they were they were uh, at that point they're on the raft and yeah. they're actually netting for fish, so yeah. they've got nets in the water. So the oh, guys yeah. go then, in the water and they're all tangled up in their own yeah. nets, and then the piranha come in. Yeah, it's like God damn it. Also, guys. yeah. Also, I feel like that kind of sets up that later scene with the uh, fish tranquilizer. Also, because like the dude's like, I can't catch anything. These fish like won't, you know, like he's been fishing for hours and hasn't gotten a single thing, and then like this dude just like crushes up some plants and puts it in the water and you know has yeah. all the fish he needs costin's yep. uh observation is really great too he's like uh they it's just all it does is like uh phase them for a minute and yep. they can just take only what they need yep. yeah yep exactly Man. yeah ecological bob yeah, yeah humans could learn a lot from this. from bob yeah 
from Costin. Uh Bob standing behind Fawcett while he's giving his uh his huge speech to the troops. And yeah. the way, just like him right. just chilling there with his uh rifle. And yeah, the way, yeah. The way he yep. smokes a cigarette is like like Costin was a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, and then what yeah, does he say? Character. He's like, fuck the Krauts or something, and everyone starts cheering. Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. That's that's our boy Bob. Do you have he's... a Bob moment for this movie? I think it's for me, I think it's probably that fishing scene just because i i just really like him like oh, watching good. that interaction and just being like amazed and like yeah it like showed how intelligent that character was yeah and like it, it's like why he's there yeah totally um mine is uh so angus mcfadden had been um he was the other explorer that was kind of dueling with but they anyway they get into a fight yeah uh, they kick angus mcfadden out of their troop because he's like hurt Give him they the send, last horse. Yeah, they give him the last horse, give him a bunch of extra money. And then there's this weird meeting with him. And uh Angus McFadden is accusing Fawcett of of deserting him or something like that. Yep. James Murray. James is Murray the is the character. character. Sorry. You were saying Angus Mc and I've read enough of this where I'm just like, oh, who's who's My Yeah, bad. I got you. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. It's our normal thing of yeah. like call the character the actor's name, not the character's name. So you're doing it correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. The character James Murray, uh basically like one of the worst people that they take out of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. And now he's accusing them of, of deserting him. And so Fawcett has this like uh he's supposed to apologize to James Murray and he's like, Oh, I'm going to apologize to my men instead for bringing you along. Yep. And Bob has the line, you should have been beaten in the jungle, like the dog that you are. And as he's saying that he breathes a little bit of smoke out and just the way he's like staring sinister. It's so amazing. Yeah. He was he in the scene later on when they hear the news that he like goes back to the South pole and then dies down there. And he's just like smiling. He's so happy oh, when yeah. he hears that. Yeah, and it's it's Charlie. Oh, they mutinied. They yeah. mutinied they, him. Yeah. Like he yeah. was the, On a boat. the captain of the crew and they mutinied. Yeah. The Canadians. The Canadians were not having yeah. it. Yeah. It's they amazing. killed him. Yep. Yeah. Uh I think that uh my scene. Oh God, I can't think of it. Oh, settle down, children, pots and pans. I wrote both of I, those things down too. Yeah. Uh Charlie looked like Kristen Stewart in Breaking Dawn 1. Like, in that, in the... <laughs> what? <laughs> so my favorite Rob moment, yeah. I think, is... Uh, it, it's not that I thought was his best or most subtle acting because he actually did a bunch of stuff. But I just liked the scene in the end when uh, Fawcett is, comes back to him to go on the final mission, the last mission yeah. with him and his son... And you know Rob's not going. The second he walks in the door, Robert Pattinson's eating lunch in a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude ain't going on a boat no. for three years. Yeah. Dude's eating lunch in a tuxedo. That's where I'm. That's a great point. Yeah. Drink it. What are the, What did he offer him? He, yeah, do you want more? Like, not bourbon, but brandy. Brandy. Do you need brandy? Yeah, brandy you know? for yeah. lunch. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, and the guy's like, oh, you know, Rob says, I've got a family now. And, and Charlie's like, I had a family when I left. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, tough shit. Yeah. Like, I'm staying. Yeah. Love it. Uh, the 
the way he reacts when they see the waterfalls on the first expedition and he just like oh he sprints oh yeah that was amazing like and i couldn't even i didn't really understand was this supposed to be like what why were they so excited about that they because were just they trying were to find the source of the, yeah, yeah, of the, river. Right. Of the river that was but they were i mean their, their whole expedition was to map the river was to get there so that's that was the end point. yeah i mean the but, whole the whole point of that first expedition was so that they could be cartographers right, for the right. British empire yeah. so that they could draw the borders yeah and the river was a big part of that yeah right. and like no but, one knew where the river went i mean but if there's a waterfall isn't there a river at the top of that waterfall I don't know how waterfalls work. <laughs> there's a lot of it's pro, there's probably a big mountain with a lot of ice. <laughs> That's my favorite thing I've ever said on this show. <laughs> uh, how do waterfalls work again, Ben? I don't know how waterfalls work. <laughs> I'm shit. Uh, there are so many waterfalls, like like in the oh, area where yeah, I was born. Yeah, New York. <laughs> yes, couple couple big ones up Dozens, there. Yes. Are there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I that's that's why I didn't understand in the river thing. I do get that they like. I just didn't understand why that was the end. Yeah. But but that's what I was reading into it. Like that's what I thought. But I, yeah. yeah, like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't. It was great. That was a great scene. Though. Oh, Rob so was good. stoked. Yeah stoked so i'm gonna ask again yeah do you feel like you have a pretty good handle on where you would put this movie yeah not that we need to go into our our top fives right now i just need to ask that question i think i do yeah because i have an article here that i don't think this necessarily needs to inform our opinion of the movie but i'll link this in the show notes that there's a spectator article uh spectator.co.uk slash 2017 slash 04 slash the dash lost dash city dash of dash z dash is dash a dash very dash long it just goes on and on like <laughs> i'm not i'm not to the end yet that was amazing yeah uh the the subtitle for this article is a new Hollywood film hypes Percy Fawcett as a great explorer. In fact, he was a racist incompetent who achieved very little. Oh. Yeah, which puts it in a way different light when you read this article. Okay. Because he actually, like, only went over a couple times. He did get eaten. Like, they're pretty, they, they went over, and one of the tribes that he had encountered was just like, Oh yeah, we ate them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he was apparently just kind of a shithead who he didn't do things like he made this thing in the end of the movie they talk about him and Tom Holland like he says, "Oh, we're going to travel light." And the point of this article is like that is a terrible mistake. This guy was unprepared for everything he did in his entire life. IRL, right? It doesn't impact yeah. the movie. I think, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite part about this movie is that it does not start with based on a true story yeah. or anything I like mean, that. it Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, another point to this article is no, but it's based on a book that sort of says, oh, this is the story of Percy Fawcett. And it's just the this guy. Oh, the book is like that? Yeah. The yeah, book is. Yeah, he movie. just made. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. 
So the guy just took great, great liberties and basically like, oh, any any of the stuff he did was either like kind of charted ahead of him. He didn't really have any big discoveries. Sounds like Jojo Rabbit. Uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he uh, he was very unprepared. And one thing he did in that last trip was uh, apparently there is a precedent for going into some of these tribes and not having like food, you know. But if you go to a tribe and you're going to interact with them, there's this kind of give and take, uh, like the gifting thing. They show that oh, gift yeah, scene yeah. where he, he gives the necklace, times, yeah. right? He made a point to in his last trip, he didn't take anything for the gifting part. So he just wanted to go with no food and then live off these tribes the whole way down and not give them anything <laughs> in return, knowing that yeah. that's a large part of it yeah. is like, oh, you know, just give them, like they said, yeah. like a machete is, you know, yeah, you're great. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like another kind of crazy part about this movie and just about, you know, like history. <laughs> crazy part of history. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I feel like you watch this movie and you're just like, oh man, that was like so long ago. And then you think about it and it's like, it, it wasn't. Like the end of this movie is less than a hundred years ago. Right. That's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. This seems like this should be at least a three or 400 year old story. And it's just not. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Like fairly recent as far as time goes, you know. Yeah, World War One does seem about 400 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not not I'm, like I'm World War One, but I just know, like the general idea of like exploring the new continent, the new world, you know, and like that is totally what this movie is. And right, it was fairly recent when this happened. But yeah. I mean, wasn't even like the North Pole was really only that's like less. That's about a hundred years ago too. That makes more sense to me though. That's fair. Just because it's like yeah, these it's, guys are going go down a yeah. river, and yeah. you know, it does seem. It seems like it should be less formidable. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, this land, as we see in this movie, is habitable. People do live down here and have for hundreds of thousands of years. You know, there aren't a ton of people at the North and South Poles at this time. Mm. Just Nanook. Mm. Yeah. And Saint Nick. Saint Nick, yeah. Yeah. He Sandy, was Sandy you Claus. Know about Saint Nick? Oh, I know. I know all about eat, them. Papa, eat. No one wants a skinny Santa. That's from a Rankin Bass. Oh. I don't know about that. Uh, like the Rankin Bass uh, holiday specials now? Frosty the Snowman. Is. I know Frosty oh, yeah. one of them. That's a cartoon, animated cartoon. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's a good one. That's a great one. I think that's Love what it. that's from. Is it uh, Franken Bass? Franken Beans? Rankin Bass. Rankin, Rankin Bass? bass? It, uh, <laughs> Rankin R-A-N-K-I-N. Yeah. Bass. B-A-S-S. Huh. And they did all of those weird puppet stuff. You know, on this podcast, we're Elf. ranking Bob. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Uh, I uh, I liked that they're in the boat and they get a note. You know, every once in a while, they're able to stop. That's a deal. Like, there was a huge boom in rubber plantations at this time. So there were people that were setting up rubber stations along so they're getting rubber out of the yeah. Amazon. Fitzcarraldo, so, totally. Right. So in that first expedition, he was actually just going from rubber station to rubber station in his boat. So when he was like actually doing the uh 
the mapping the river. Yeah. Oh, he was actually just like stopping it, like you know, the fucking Hilton or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I missed this in yeah. the movie. Why was it called Z? What was the Z part? He uh, made it up. Said that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they got the yeah. Ouija board out, I, yeah. I was actually hoping like. Can you tell me what the lost city is called? And she was just like, oh, Z. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. Uh, should we do it? Should we rank this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Google alert. <laughs> okay. I got I got a Google alert here today. Uh, Google alerts Robert Pattinson today at 10.06 a.m., the headline of this is from The Wrap, therap.com. The lighthouse left Robert Pattinson wanting to go clubbing. I like it so far. While working on Robert Eggers' slow-boiling horror film, The Lighthouse, left Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson in two di very different states of mind. Pattinson soon found himself pent up as pent up as his character. I was charged up at the end of every day, to be honest, Pattinson told the rap. By the end of the day, you're keeping yourself so wound up the whole time that by the end, I wanted to go clubbing. But there's nowhere to go. That sounds like a, like some song lyrics or something. I was pent up, yeah. but there was nowhere to go. Yeah. So wound up the whole time that by the end, I wanted to go out clubbing but there's nowhere to go. Give me some like Lincoln Park or something, you know, <laughs> put that over some Lincoln Park. I love it. Lincoln Rob. Yeah, I love it. Okay. All right, let's rank it. Ben, you want to start? Yeah, how are we? We're doing all of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All 19. <laughs> Number uh, 19. Uh, I, I mean, I know you're going to say you're 19. Oh, my number 19, Harry Potter yeah. and the Goblet of Fire. Yep. Right. Lost right. City of Z, better than Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Why don't you just say, uh, okay, yeah, just go. Just do my top five? Sure. Number five, The Rover. Number four, High Life. Number three, The Lost City of Z. Whoa. Number two, Damsel. Number one, Good Time. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That is killer. What about you, Carter? This doesn't make my top five. Oh, yeah. where's it coming in? Number six. Okay. Yeah, my number six is Lost City of Z, right above Breaking Dawn Part One. Uh, yeah, I think coming out of this movie, for me, the ranking, it was like just going in between Childhood of a Leader and Lost City of Z. Yeah. And really trying, for me personally, like those were the two movies that they feel kind of similar for some reason i guess they're very similar time periods yeah but totally. um i don't know they just have this kind of weird period drama vibe that has i mean for both of these movies it's just like the ending for me are so perfect for oh, both yeah of them. yeah and i don't know i think for me childhood of a leader just edges it out barely Right. Uh, so, yeah, I have Childhood of a Leader at five, four is Damsel, three, High Life, two, The Rover, and one, Good Time. Yeah. yeah. This was really close, though. I, like, I was debating it for a while. Yeah, I, mine is, mine is similarly, like, it, that's the thing is, with starting this podcast, 
it's like the only stuff I had seen is in my top five right now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I want to do a podcast about this guy who makes all these amazing movies. Everything he's in is killer. Well, yeah, everything I had seen was my top five. So, yeah. Uh, to that, my number five is High Life. Number four, Childhood of a Leader. Yep. Number three, Lost City of Z. Wow. Number two, The Rover. And number one, Good Time. Do you get what that did? It pushed the damsel out. It pushed the damsel to number six on mine. Man, maybe I'm doing this movie dirty. I feel like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I, I don't think you'd do that. You wouldn't do this thing dirty, would you? Yeah, I don't know. I think like... Yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm. I feel like I am confident in where I put this movie. The the childhood of a leader and lost city of Z is a tough one for me as well. Yeah. Like I kind of feel like I really like both of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I just saw this one more recently, <laughs> which I don't know if that impacted me putting it above yeah. childhood or not. I think for me, Childhood of a Leader just has this odd experimental, almost like brutalist vibe. Oh, that, totally. That for me just like kind of speaks to me. I think that it, I just like. I'm getting big brutalist vibes off you right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I feel like that is just, you know, I tend to lean towards art that is kind of like that. Yeah. In all fields. Yeah. So I think for me, that kind of just puts Childhood of a Leader a little above. Do we all have the same top six, just a different order? Uh, Good Time, The Rover, Lost City of Z, Childhood of a Leader, High Life Damsel. Yeah. Yeah. Good Time Damsel. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Top seven? Top seven. No. What's your seven? No. Because my number seven is Cosmopolis. (laughs) Cosmopolis is 13 for me. Mine's Breaking Dawn 1. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So is Carter's, yeah. Wow, so you guys have the same top top seven. Yep. Yeah, good job. We we're getting there. Tiff episode? Maybe, maybe we uh we have a loyal viewer who uh might yes. want to come on and talk to us about Tiff because he was there and saw the lighthouse, saw uncut gems, oh, saw, saw the softies at yeah, he was sitting was, right next was, to him. Was sitting in front of him. Yeah. yeah. From that picture, he was sitting in front of them. What is yeah. going on? Oh my God. So amazing. So jealous. Um did you did you see that interview of oh yeah, I think you sent it to me of the Safties talking about Rob and like them getting him the Batman role? Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, oh that interview is cool. It's so good. Yeah. Did you see the interview with Christian Bale? Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About, Where, yeah, like, on the red carpet. Yeah, he's talking about uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker and uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Uh, no, he's like, so like maybe the nicest I've ever seen Christian Bale. He's just yeah. like, Joaquin's amazing. He makes great choices. This is going to be great. Have you talked mm-hmm. to Robert Pattinson? I haven't reached out, but that's a really interesting guy. I hope he does great. Is yep. like super nice. Thumbs up. He gave thumbs up. Oh, yeah. You know, like he's, yeah, he's into it. I thought it was great. Great. Cool. I don't picture him as mean. I mean, I know there's that one video, but uh, that I, audio from yeah, Terminator. Terminator yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. He was I, really I walk around good. knocking your lights around. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I don't know. That might be a little not, you know, representative of him. Eh, 
it's I don't think it's like the worst thing anybody's ever done on a film set. It's unfortunate there's audio of it, I guess. Yeah. But uh it's it's not a cool thing he did. But sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know of any other times he's done yeah. awful shit. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just maybe I think him I don't see him as being like outwardly celebrating actors playing roles that he's already done, I guess. Yeah. I was kind of surprised not. that he was Well, I you know I have not, we talked about it a little bit with Laura and Kristen, mm -hmm. where I have not engaged a lot of the kind of fandom stuff that I'm a little, yeah, yeah, that I'm a little not into. And there was a tweet recently from Variety oh, yeah. where uh, the guy from Variety on the red carpet of Seaberg. Kristen Stewart's new film mm -hmm. asks her what she thinks of Rob getting cast. And it's just, you know, she put on a very happy face and is like, oh, I think he's going to be amazing. And it was gracious and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I just think to myself, like, if I dated someone for a couple years and 10 years later, every time I go out in public, some dickhead asks me about my ex, yeah. I would be furious. And she's there to promote a film. Yeah. He's got 90 seconds to spend with her on the red carpet. And he spends 30 of it asking about Rob. I just, I'm not into it. Yeah. I also highly doubt that people are asking Bob as much about Kristen Stewart. Well, I just, and the the funny thing is like Mark, what whatever the he has what, he who shall he, remain yeah, nameless like actually replied to me yeah. and he was like oh i would ask anyone who you know a former colleague in films and that i would ask them about getting cast in a major new series and i thought to myself let me see that guy go up to Nicole Kidman on a red carpet and <laughs> ask, ask what she Mission thinks Impossible. what she thinks of like Tom Keith Cruise Urban. Like, yeah. Wait, are they still together? I yeah, they're married. So. Are they? I thought they were married. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah. no, you should, I but, was just trying to get yeah. it before Tom Cruise. Right, exactly. Yeah, but like, you know, because I just don't think it's true. Like, I, you wouldn't I, do that to Nicole Kidman. No. Why would you do it to Kristen Stewart? There's some weird thing yeah. there that makes one okay and one... I also, sure. I also feel like Rob gets a ton of Twilight questions. But I don't think he really gets Kristen Stewart questions either. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe I, I'm wrong on that. But yeah, do you think any, people ask Kristen Stewart about Taylor Lautner? <laughs> right, exactly. What's Taylor like, Lautner? Yeah, what's he up to? Lautner. What do you think fine. of that? Do you think Tracer movie? Do you think people ask Taylor <laughs> Swift about Taylor Lautner? Ooh, oh, because that'd dated. be cool. Yeah, I bet people do ask Taylor Lautner about Taylor Swift. Probably, yeah, yeah, that that probably goes on. Which, yeah, I mean, and that I'm into. That, yeah, that tracks at Home yeah. Depot or something. Right. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not implying that he works right. there. He's made there, millions. I'm sure. Know, I'm right. just. He just doesn't. What's he doing? Yeah, I don't know. Home yeah. Depot. They used to not have worth hot looking dog. up either. They used to have hot dog stands out in front of it. Oh sure. You know? They don't got that anymore. I don't, no, they don't. Really good don't hot dogs. I don't know. Yeah, but we would go to Home Depot, and Carter would always be dog me up, Daddy. That's what he'd say to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shirt. 
dog me up, Daddy. <laughs> I think, is that what you used to say? <laughs> Please tell me that's not the real thing, and I need to know what the real thing is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a pretty good Robert Pattinson podcast. Uh, yeah. How'd we do? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whew. Do we have any other thoughts on the Lost City C? <laughs> okay. So anyway, a shit ton of people retweeted that thing and just like were flaming me about like she still loves him. And like, I was just like, God damn it. Why do I engage? Why do I do this? Why do I do? I'm 50 years old. What am I doing <laughs> tweeting people about Kristen Stewart, <laughs> Robert Pattinson? <laughs> what, what has gone wrong? What is life? Where, where did this? Yeah. It's incredible. It, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Rip James Dean. <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, Peterson on Pattinson. This was a weird episode. I think it was pretty great. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, can I do something really quick? Yeah. Uh, we are going to run out of movies soon. If you have an idea for an episode, tell us. Yeah. We have social media. Yeah. We're at uh, Pete on Pat, Twitter, Facebook. Fa Instagram. Uh, we're Pete on Pat at Gmail. We're Pete on Pat.com. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you can get on Pete on Pat.com as of today? Apparel? T-shirts. T-shirts. We got a really cool Pete on Pat. This is a great Robert Pattinson podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Go There's out there, a, support uh, us. Yeah, that's what the link is, I think. Yeah. Bye. 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 Dog me up, daddy. That's what he'd say to me. <laughs> That's a shirt. <laughs> Dog me up, Daddy.